Tony Buzan believed that anyone can improve their memory, their creativity, their reading speed, and even their spiritual intelligence. He developed mind mapping as a learning tool. He also co-founded the Memory World Championship, the Mind Sports Olympiad, and the Mind, Body, and Spirit Festival. He also managed to write over 80 books and was the editor of the International Journal of Mensa. As a publisher, I was fortunate enough to work with him and publish his last book, Mind Mapping 2.0, which was also a bestseller and has already been translated into 19 languages. Tony passed away in 2019 at the age of 76, but not before leaving a big impact on the world. The interview you're about to hear was recorded in 2016 in my living room after meeting Tony for the first time. I'm Eitan Ilfeld, and I'm, I'm delighted to be here with Tony Buzan. Good to see you, Tony. <laughs> Tony's quite an amazing guy. He, he started so many things from uh, the Memory World Championships to creating mind maps, which he's going to explain to us what, what they are. Indeed. Uh, to even founding the Mind Body Spirit Festival. So, I mean, there's just <laughs> actually his, his curiosity knows no bounds, and that's very inspiring. My curiosity is <laughs> infinite. <laughs> it is infinite. It's great. It's great. Uh, well, let's start actually with uh, mind maps. What is a mind map? Well, mind map is the, the expression of the way the brain thinks. When I was in school, I didn't like studying. Yeah, nobody really does, right? <laughs> exactly. I didn't like homework. I didn't like my notes. And I didn't know why I didn't like my notes. I liked the feeling of the ink flowing from my nib. Mm -hmm. But I didn't like taking note after note after note. Sure. And I began to realize over time that there was no color there. Yep. There were no images there. Yep. So and memory is very visual. But I didn't know that. Yeah. I was told that memory was filing, 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 filing. It was linear. Yep. It was rigid. And I began to get pretty violent. You know, I don't like this. <laughs> My brain was saying, Tony, don't study. It's a waste of time. So I do other things. You know, I wouldn't study my books because when I was reading books, I didn't remember them anyway. Yeah. So what was the point? And reading was, no, no, no. It was so imprisoning. Yeah. It was horrific. So over the years, over the decades, I began to study the note-taking of the geniuses. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know, I thought they took linear notes. But I began to look, you know, and there was Darwin, images, Leonardo da Vinci, images, sketches, you know, little lines and arrows. <clears throat> and I thought, began to think, well, if geniuses are making messy notes, then I'll make messy notes. <laughs> Because it's easier. And I began to realize that the brain remembers with key words, which give you key images, and then wild associations and all the senses involved. And that led me to building notes that began to reflect the conversation that my brain wanted to have. So, so mind mapping is a way to take notes uh, that's more aligned with the way we think. Absolutely, and additionally, it's a it's the expression of the way the brain thinks. The language the brain uses is not English. It's not the brain's language. It's one of these subroutines, and it's a beautiful 
team. And associations and, and all that. Exactly. So the mind map, an artist came along when I was in the process of inventing the mind map. And I was doing mind maps <clears throat> in nice straight lines with little sentences or phrases on them and no images, hardly any color. And this artist said, um, you know, Buzan, you're supposed to be the editor of Mensa magazine. Um, Which you were at the time. I was at the time. And the artist, Lorraine Gill, said, um, so why don't you draw? I can't draw. And I use my intelligence, my verbal, logical mm. intelligence, to destroy my creative intelligence. So there was a battle going on inside my head where I was beating myself up. Yeah. And she said, I thought you were supposed to be intelligent, Buzan. And I said, well, I'm intelligent. And she said, then draw. I can't draw. And I, I was frightened. I cannot draw. And that reveals one's incapacity. Yeah. And she said, of course you can draw. And it took her like five minutes to show me that I could draw. And it was like a window opening on the universe. So, wow, images. A picture is worth a thousand words. I can put those into the mind maps. So the mind map evolved into this wonderful expression of the way the brain learns. And it is for memory. But it's also for communicating. It's also for creating. It's also for categorizing. Yeah. It's also for self-investigation. Um, you, you, you were mentioning that you use a similar technique with your students now. When you teach people how to use mind maps, you often encounter similar resistance to, to what you had yeah. you experienced. And, and, you know, I see thousands of kids being just like I was. You know, and I thought, oh my God, you know, you got a thousand kids. And they thought and think like I thought. They thought they were stupid, and I thought I was stupid. And I began to realize that normal note-taking trained me, and I did use it far too much, trained me to be stupid. Wow. I trained myself to become unintelligent, and my memory to decline, my cognitive skills going down. And a lot of the educational systems were, and are, putting those children into these sure. spirals, into the black hole of... Now, contemporary education obviously has a lot to learn. Indeed, indeed. And so you also mentioned something about trying to get people to draw a butterfly if they think that they can't draw. And yeah. something kind of simple. Tell <laughs> yeah. us about that. Well, I thought I couldn't draw a butterfly. And I was studying, obviously, Leonardo. And Leonardo was saying, you know, basically, I'm not an artist. And that's not what I am. I am a student of nature. Yeah. And I thought, wow. Far better to be a student of nature. And what do I, Leonardo, do? I observe, you know, I look and I see, and I study and I analyze. And when I've done that, I copy. So cheating. <laughs> and I, I actually took that knowledge and drew a butterfly. And even as I was doing it, I was saying, I can't, you know, I can't, because all the habits were in there. And by the time I had done what I couldn't do, there was this butterfly, <laughs> and I really liked it. And I thought, my God, 
You know, I can, I am an artist. So we all have the ability to, to draw. We're all artists, we're all creative beings. Exactly, and we're all ethical, we're all um, excited, we're all curious. I mean, obviously I am very curious. But look at a baby. I mean, am I more curious than a baby? No, I'm not. Watch a baby. Put it in your mouth. Check all these <laughs> chemicals in there. You know, have a look at it. Put it on my face just to see what it's like. How does it feel? You know, what does that knee feel like? What, what's this way? You know, okay, I eat that. <laughs> yeah. This this machine of curiosity, which is how it survives and learns, and the mind map just emerged. The mind map became, you know, because it's it's so organic, it has branches, it has images, it has key words, it has associations. It is like an animal. Mm -hmm. It's like a little animal. And when I did a mind map, I fell in love with it. You know, I thought, look at that. And it was almost, who did that? You know, I didn't do that. It just emerged. There it was. And when people began to learn mind mapping, the mind map was like a little friend kind of said, you know, I'm your friend. I'm your friend. You know, cuddle me and I'm going to cuddle you and you can remember better. You can think better. Well, that's the point, really. It's that's very useful. It's not just a, you know, a beautiful thing, but actually, obviously, it can have lots of different, you know, uh, exercises just in terms of raise you know awareness, but also it can it's a powerful tool to actually remember and learn. Yes, if you now said to me, you know, Tony, <clears throat> you're intelligent, um, you know, you're successful already, so you don't have to do mind maps anymore. You know, you don't have to do them. Um, if I had said yes, I promise I will never do a mind map again. I would be almost destroyed. So how often do you do you make my maps? Maybe four, five, six or seven a day. Wow. Um, do you have any on you at the moment? Um, not in my bag, but next time I will okay. show you them. Yeah. Because I, I do my maps in my diary. Cool. Of course, you know, when I'm planning a day, I'm not going list, 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 post it, post it, post it, post it. Sure. I'm doing this wonderful organic thing. You know, I'm, I'm going to be writing in this book and that book. I'm, I'm going to meet these people. You, you've also developed, I understand, a, a very successful software program uh, for mind mapping that people use. Yes. It took me years, you know, when I'd invented it, developed it in the early 60s through the early 70s, as soon as I created it, as soon as, or it birthed itself, is probably a good expression, it birthed itself, and I thought, you know, wow, I can, I can use those, and I want it to be on the computer, because it's so simple, it's so obvious, and I gave it to the top computer companies, Univac, IBM, during those days, and I said, to, you know, I just want a software. And the guys went into it and they said, oh my God, it's so complex. We can, 
and they would come with these kind of rigid. That's very graphical. Computers, computers weren't that uh, you know no, they graphical were, at the time. They right? weren't graphic at they all. Often didn't even have a proper no. You know, uh, and, you know, graphical interface, right? User interface. Even those who were just a terminal. Even those who were graphic. You know, I said all I want is a branch, curvilinear, <coughs> and I want that branch to be able to be extended. And eventually, yeah, anyway, it, it, it is a very great uh, piece of software. Well, the team that came in who were superb mathematicians. This is when it was sold. And I said to the leader of that team, and people were saying, you know, he's, he's just into numbers, he's just into numbers. And I said, tell me, how did you get that curved branch? He said, it was like the wing of a bird. I was trying to get the mathematics to make it fly. Beautiful. And that was the mathematician, supposed to be into numbers. He was into the beauty of design and nature. Um, and that's what my map is, and my map is just more and more and more and more. And it got me into spirituality. Why did you start the Spirit Festival? Uh, why? Uh, because I thought that I myself had trained myself to be unintelligent. And here was this God-given gift, mm -hmm. the brain and the self. And what a wonderful thing it was. And when I was teaching kids to do mind mapping, delinquent kids or kids who were ineducable would start to do a mind map. And you'd hear a child starting to do a mind map on its favorite subject or its hobby or sport or whatever. And the child would suddenly start saying, I'm smart. I'm smart. Yeah. And the child began to discover itself, and it became far less violent because it wanted to explore the universe of its amazing mind. Yeah. And so I became very spiritually inclined. I, a child is, is very spiritually inclined. Well, it's naturally wanting to be part of the community, mm -hmm. to be loved by its parents, to be successful, you know, look daddy, look, look daddy, look, 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 <laughs> please daddy, look at what I can do. Yeah. And when the child then gets the feedback, wow, child, well jumped into the pool, <laughs> what a nice drawing you've just done, tell me more try more and the child when it's doing well and knows that it's discovering itself which is what it wants to do then we need to support that and that's not just standing there and saying listen kid you know do this make sure you get an a make sure you get into university well what does spirituality mean to you i'm not sure i i get what what you mean by spiritual right for me spirituality is it's like the agglomeration of many concepts that blend and merge, like a mind map, right? So <clears throat> spirituality is based on love, 
and it's loving oneself. So you love yourself mm -hmm. because then you begin to discover what a miracle I am. Sure. You know, this is almost impossible. You know, look at what this thing can do. Yep. Look at what this thing can do. It's ability to imagine, its ability to create mm -hmm. is infinite. Whereas most people think, well, I can only do this, I can't do that. Sure. And the mind map, when you think of a mind map, mind map has branches. So spirituality is love, you know, a heart, an yep. image. And branches that branch off, main branches, main themes of spirituality are charity. Mm -hmm. and generosity yep. and giving and kindness and gentleness and strength and commitment and visionary and ritual mm -hmm. and, and educating yep. and teaching and loving everything, you know, so you see a little insect and people go, <laughs> but when you know what that little brain is, it is phenomenal. You know, that little flying insect, a fly, yep. people say, oh, it's fly, it's dirty. Flies are not dirty. They're incredibly clean. Watch every fly. Watch the fly. What does it do? Yeah, sure. All the time. All the time. Um, cleanliness. And spirituality is cleanliness of mind and body and spirit. That is cleanliness. And all the animals do that. And animals care for each other uh, and care for themselves. It's amazing to watch sure, the, sure. What's the big killers. They're not killers in the pure essence. They love, you know, they look after their kids, whatever. And when they need some food, then they get violent. Um, but if three strong different animals, you know, a lion, a wolf, a wolverine, have got the same piece of food and they both come different angles they do not jump in and say yeah yeah me yeah <laughs> they look and they are really spiritual they will look at it they will check the other two and they think well oh, you know if i try and get that piece of meat there that lion could you know, and damage me or the lion will look at a wolf or a wolf and think you know, I could kill him, but they could take out my eye, <laughs> they could break my eye. So why don't we just talk to each other and they will share the meat. Sharing is another wonderful spiritual energy. It's sharing. So when the opportunity of helping co-form mind, body, and spirit. For me, they were already always one. Yep. And the mind map itself, when you think of the branches, could you add a branch at the end of a branch? Are you 
do you believe in uh, in God or a higher power? It depends on the definition of God. Okay. Do do I believe that there is a man up there with a long beard who throws things at you? Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't believe in that creature. Um, do I believe that there is an energy, a form of purpose? Yes, I do believe that. Um, it's quite obvious, you know, the more we look at the universe, what a miracle it is, and how things are designed within it. Sure. And what is... But, but life after death, or, or reincarnation... I do not know. Okay. I do not know <laughs> that. You know, sure. and do I know that I don't know? I do, because once upon a time I became baptized because I was, you know, a young boy, and I thought that would be nice, you know, and be in a nice school and with some nice friends there. And it seemed to be nice, but the particular Sunday school teacher was very aggressive and said, you know, don't bribe. But he was offering us Mars bars if we brought somebody into the church. I see. It's and quite I, hypocritical. Very hypocritical. So I was thinking, hold on a minute. You know, I don't like that. Um, and, you know, was God killing people? And what about all this evil around? Mm-hmm. So I thought, no, I don't believe that. So I became an atheist. I don't believe in God. And it took me some time <laughs> to think, hold on a minute. Am I intelligent enough, wise enough to be able to prove that God doesn't exist? How can I prove that? that. (laughs) So I immediately said, hold on, Tony, atheism doesn't work, (laughs) right? Not intelligent in my mind. So I became an agnostic. So you're talking about the spiritual leaders Mm. and misconceptions about them. Because I had been taught that they were all born poor, they were uneducated, you know, they, and so I began to become a student of all of them. You know, who were they? And when I was looking at the priests, some of the priests uh, from Christianity, some of them were really kind, loving people. Some of them were blank-faced, monotonic. Thou shalt dum 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 bam bam you shall and then you must and I I thought that's not the word God yeah you know that's a robot (laughs) (laughs) so I began to study it more and more and more and I began to ask people you know I travel around the world a lot and I had met people from more than eighty different countries different cultures, different religions, but I found everybody fundamentally to be the same. Each one a unique expression of the universal energy. But they were unique. They were wonderful. And I was with them, I watched them, I heard them, and nearly everybody was spiritual. You know, I'd walk down the street with a bunch of gangsters and thugs and whatever. And I just tried, I said, excuse me, do you have the time? And they said, oh yeah, here we are, mate. And off they go. And I thought, 
that's a violent, horrible individual. He just gave me the time. They always give these gifts. All the time. Gifts everywhere. And then the, Yeah. And then the feedback. You know, when I did something, if I dropped a ball. So I'm learning to juggle. And I dropped the ball. And people say, well, what's the point of juggling? And I, I sort of hold on a minute. You know, that, when that drops, does it give me any information? And it gives me billions of bits of information. When I'm juggling and I drop a ball, immediately that the angle at which that ball went tells me how this entire mechanism pushed it. True. The angle and the sound of it. Plop. Or plop. So all the information was gift after. I mean, in terms of photons and molecules banging the tympani of the ear, trillions of gifts feedback from what I was doing. So every trial, every event, every experiment was the universe giving me gift after gift after gift. And I was saying, thank you, thank you. Where are the seconds of my life that are horrible? None of them. Just the universe saying, pay attention, mm. wake up, live. Well, what does waking up mean? Um, I, in my studying, in my research, I began to realize that I was observing people, checking myself. You know, I was an experimental object. Yep. And an experimental subject. And I noticed that I was not noticing. You know, I walked through a place. Sure. And I didn't know where I'd been. So mindfulness. Well, I was in absence. <laughs> I was in absence. Well, that was, but it's about, we should be more mindful, is in a sense, part of waking up. Yeah, mindfulness in its interpretation. Going back to Leonardo, Leonardo said, I have seen most people look and don't see. And he said, see. <laughs> and he said, most people listen and don't hear. Yep. And Leonardo says, hear. <laughs> and, and, and he said the same thing, people touch and don't feel. Yep. Feel, <laughs> feel. So for me, awake, means the entire system is mm. awake in the present. It's alert. It's in the present and it's in the past and it's in the future simultaneously. Sure. Simultaneously. Because in the present, you know, when I am in the presence with you, it's also Tony with more than 70 years of data in here and knowledge in here and the number of tens to thousands to millions of mistakes, errors, dropping the ball and all of that. And that's not the past. It's not the past. It's what happened during those periods of time. And that's me now. So all of that 
It's right in the present, as long as you love it. Do you have any uh, major regrets, uh, by the way, speaking of the past? Um, I think the things that I regret, and it's, it's hard to use the word regret, because... You, you, I, you don't have to feel regret. I'm I, know, asking, yeah. I know, no, no, I'm... I'm <laughs> I was on the verge of being regretful because I, let's say I'd hurt people and I'd hurt them when I didn't want to. Um, and then I thought, hold on a minute, Tony, when you hurt somebody and didn't intend to, that was something you didn't want to do and you did. And therefore, from my mm -hmm. internal perspective, I had done something that hurt, and I didn't want to do that. And now that I knew that and know it, I can adjust, and I will more and more not hurt people because I don't want to do that. Sure. You know what for? <laughs> What's the point? And when I've taught. The young kids, the delinquent kids, how to mind map. And they realized that their brain was extending into infinity. And it's not just infinity. It's an infinity there, infinity over there, infinity over there, infinity up there, infinity down there, infinite number of infinities going on infinitely. And that's a normal brain. Is that spirituality? For me, yes, it is. Because in all the religions, and in all the extensions of science, what keeps on popping up? Infinity, infinite, beauty, infinite, infinity, infinity. Unleashing that universal energy. And we are atomic. We're atomic. You know, we are made of trillions and trillions of atoms and molecules and we're filled with space and we have all that energy we are atomic and children are atomic which is why kids in class don't want to sit there and pay attention which is why a lot of education has not worked because this atomic machine wants to and you watch them with a pen you want to be active you want to play Want to play, yeah. want to be active, want to be um, expressive, yeah. want to be curious, want to experiment. Atomic machines, but infinitely capable. You're involved with uh, an award that's given each year called the Brain of the Year. Yes. And today it was given to someone named Mark Kaspersky. Correct. Um, and he's a, pretty, and that's, a, a, that's... a great teacher, right? And that's today, and he's a great... He's a great, great teacher. Yeah. And the Brain of the Year was an award because the brain was normally thought of as kind of a mechanical thing. And the brainy people were nerds. And the image of the brainy person was, you know, and with sick lenses and a nerd. Yep. And That's not the case. It's not the case. Yeah. The 
the history of the geniuses, all of them, basically all of them, were incredibly energetic, very powerful. They taunt, they were physical, they loved food, they loved love, they loved people. So the brain of the year is an award for someone who is a polymath, mm -hmm. who is da Vincian, who is a teacher, who has developed thoughts and things that have transformed part or much of the world. So, so, so this year's winner, um, tell us a little bit more about, about him. Yeah, he, um, he's a prince. Um, as indeed was Buddha, you know. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, I mean, literally. Um, so, he was not a prince. From Poland during the communist time, so the aristocracy eliminated, eliminated. And but he, he had aristocratic lineage. He did. Mm -hmm. But that was just yep. cut off. And so he became a kid, just a kid, and he was in Australia because his dad had put him there, away from where they could have been attacked, and he just became a kid. And he became fascinated with computers, with technology, with music, with art, with engineering. A true polymath. A true polymath, and incredibly funny. And when he taught, he would draw people into classrooms where nobody had to go, you know, just optional. But kids, hundreds of them, poured in to watch this man teach. He was like Feynman, you know, um, he would entertain. He would say, look, guys, you know, look. And then he'd, he'd lie on the floor if necessary. He would tell stories. He would tell wonderful parables. He'd use metaphor. And he got ratings. From the computer system now, where his ratings, the average ratings for lecturers was about 40%. Mm -hmm. He gets 98, 98, 100, 98, 98. Amazing. Because he's so amazing. And he edited, he edited the Synapsia magazine based on the brain. And he just developed. And he had beautiful images of brain cells and everything. And he edited it, phoenixed the Synapsia magazine, synapsia.net. Anybody can go and check it free. Cool. And today, today, and he didn't know he was going to win the Brain of the Year award. He'd actually set up, because he's a fabulous photographer as well. well I, I, why did he reinstate the prince, uh, uh, well, his princely uh, title? Two years ago, he got a letter. You know, he was just married Kaspersky. And he got a letter saying, Dear Prince, with deep, profound apologies, we, the government, the elected government in Poland, apologize profoundly for what has happened to your family, your, your entire clan. And, and we have deeply thought about it and we are respectfully requesting, begging, that you return. And here we give you your Princeton back. 
This is yours. Please, please be it and use the energy that the prince has to help people, to teach people, to be a, an example, a beacon of excellence. Mm -hmm. And they just said, please, we want you back. And we've checked with the people and they want you back. Please come. And he thought about it and he thought, what a wonderful opportunity to help tens of millions of people giving. So he's very spiritual, very ethical, and a fabulous teacher. So he won Brain of the Earth. And he had set it all up because he's such a cameraman. <clears throat> He'd arranged all the photography that needed to be to put it in Synapsia, you know, because he really wanted to meet Brain of the Year. <laughs> he didn't realize he was going to get the prize. He did not realize. So he, he was there to photograph the winner. Wow. And I announced it by explaining that the, the candidate who is now going to be given the Brain of the Year Award is a polymath, um, does many wonderful things. And one of the things that he is, is an engineer, he's a teacher, he walks the way, he loves animals, he protects people, um, and he's a fabulous photographer, fabulous photographer, and he's set up all the cameras here to take the portrait of the brain of the year. So I said, the brain of the year this year is about to take many selfies. <laughs> That's very cute. <laughs> then he kind of went click, click, oh, what? <laughs> He was totally surprised. And so the energy he's put into to intelligence. And, and there's a cash prize with the award? No. No, just purely. No, it's okay. purely. Cool. Um, and he, I mean, he was stunned. And he was truly amazed. Um, Got um, something with you about uh, the definition of, of being a teacher or something like that you wanted to, to talk about? Yeah. Please. Because for me, the most important profession on the planet is the teacher. However, around the world, the teacher is usually thought of as a low level. They, Lawyer, often, they often have very low salaries, right? Very low salaries. Often the lowest salary. Yeah. Um, and people who fail in business or politics yeah. are told what? <laughs> Go into education. Yeah. So it's the sargasso yeah. of failures. I mean, horrendous. And so I became impassioned about, so if they're all getting low salaries, if they're down in the rankings, why? Yeah. What is a teacher? Maybe from love, maybe. Maybe from love. Maybe for the fact that they failed and they need a little salary anyway. Okay. Or they want to be employed. So I did research and I thought, well, I'm going to check what is a teacher? You know, what is it? What does the society around the world think a teacher is? Yeah. And most people don't know what a teacher is. And so I checked. And I checked the main sources of a definition 
yep. of the most important profession. <laughs> Google, Google Dictionary. A, a teacher is a person who teaches, especially in a school. <laughs> That's a, a bit self-explanatory, uh, uh, right? Great, uh, well, yeah, it's it doesn't really isn't it? Yes. So, That's what I mean, yes. Yeah, the, the, Webster, the Webster Dictionary. Teacher, a person or thing that teaches something. <laughs> what? So maybe we have to look up teach. Dictionary.com. <laughs> Dictionary.com. Teacher, a person who teaches or instructs, especially as a profession. Yep. The Oxford English Dictionary. Impart knowledge. A teacher is one who imparts knowledge to or instructs someone as to how to do something. Mm -hmm. This is a teacher. <clears throat> Cambridge Dictionary. Teacher, someone whose job is to teach in the school or college. The free dictionary. Teacher, whose, whose profession, whose occupation is teaching others, especially children. Collins Dictionary. Yeah, well, we, we get the idea. So that's the last one. Person okay. whose occupation is teaching others, especially children. Okay. So that's the teacher. Yeah. So around the planet, the teacher is not understood, and the profession is not understood, which is why the intelligence and the spirit and the mind and body of the children is undermined, dare one say it, destroyed, starved, and the teacher needs to be re-understood. You know, what is a teacher? Mm -hmm. And the teacher is many, many things, and they're all the same center. You know, the teacher is the individual who protects the intelligences of the child. The teacher is the architect of the thinking structures for the child. The teacher is the gardener of the gardens of the flowers and trees of the growing intelligences. The teacher is a space captain who helps launch the child in its spaceship to explore its internal universes, the galaxies of its thinking. The teacher is a beacon. So the teacher has to be that individual who the child wants to see and smell and be aware of. And what do they want to do? They want to be like that. They want to mimic. The teacher is the real exemplification of the development and use and application of all the cognitive skills. The, the teacher is the guardian of creativity and helps the child to unleash the atomic power of its create, and on and on it goes. <clears throat> the teacher is the one who invests, invests in the intellectual human capital and what is the most important capital on the planet? Human. 
sure. intellectual capital. And it is only that capital that helps the country become wealthy, to grow, and therefore the teacher provides the prime source of wealth. Absolutely, now, it's true. And yeah. if that if that's if any one of those was all the teacher was, if the teacher is just the person who invests in the intellectual capital and helps the country become wealthy, if that's all the teacher was, wow, what a profession. Is there a more important profession than investing in the intellectual capital and developing a... So, but let's imagine it wasn't that. It was the guardian or the gardener of the flowers and trees of thinking. If that's all the teacher was, would that be the most important profession? And every single of all those definitions, if it was only one of those, would be the most important profession. It is, however, all of them. And each one of them synergizes with all the others. And that leads to spirituality as well, and peace. Because you imagine every teacher being all those things. What are the children going to be like? Wow. <laughs> what a planet. Well, that's definitely a future to, to, to aspire to. If we don't, <laughs> down we go. So there you have it. Tony definitely believed that we can improve things, that we should invest in our future and our children's future, and that uh, civilization would fare quite badly if we didn't do that, uh, or is that we, we have an amazing ability to shape uh, the future. He died in 2019 at the age of uh, 76. During his lifetime, he was nominated for a, a Nobel Prize. He wrote many books and, and did a lot of lectures, and he really, really made a, a huge impact. Uh, I recommend uh, anyone who's interested uh, in picking up a copy of one of his books, whether it's uh, Mind Mapping 2.0 or uh, any of his uh, many other great books. Yeah, and remember that at the end of the day, it's really up to us to decide how much we want to push ourselves and what we want to create. 